Welcome to episode 12 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, a spin-off of my podcast, Composer Quest. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. I just got a new orchestral sample library, and I'm really enjoying messing around with these surprisingly realistic instruments. In this episode, I share some things I've learned while working on an orchestral score for a new video game. This production lesson originally aired in Composer Quest episode 108 with Grant Kirkhope. For more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com. My indie game company, Untied Games, is now working on its next project, a sci-fi, roguelike, dual-stick, top-down shooter game. Lots of adjectives. Anyways, the concept art and game mechanics have gotten me really excited to the point where I stayed up till 5 a.m. working on a new soundtrack idea. I'll get to that in just a minute. But first I thought I'd share my initial concept that will most likely be scrapped. I was inspired by my last interview with Ben Burns when he talked about creating a game soundtrack that had three different music layers to fade between and change the mood. I liked his idea of having the same chord progressions, but each layer is in a different genre, like ambient, orchestral, or jazz. So anyways, I wanted to try making four music layers that would morph between each other in a set cycle. I named the tracks Peace, Panic, Conflict, and Resolution, and they'd cycle through in that order. I'll give you a quick glimpse of each. Here's Peace. Here's Panic. Here's Conflict. Here's Resolution. Peace and Conflict tracks are so different from each other, they really needed the in-between tracks to glue them together. And I tried to keep those in-between tracks as harmonically simple as I could. So here's a sample of how these four tracks sound, fading from one to the other. The main thing I learned about myself is that I have much more trouble coming up with intense battle music than I do ambient music. But the game mostly needs this intense music. Our lead developer, Will, thought the conflict track would fit best, but I was actually the least happy with that track. So I was back to the drawing board. 
I was scanning some of the new sounds I got with Ableton Suite, and I really liked the string section pizzicato sound. So I started coming up with a sequence of plucked notes to drive the song along. One thing I tried to do is accent unexpected beats. Normally, you think about accents coming from the intensity of how certain notes are played. And I did some of that. But I also thought about making accents out of unexpected twists and turns in the sequence of notes. It's kind of hard to explain, but if I just made a regular pattern of arpeggios, it would be a lot more boring. Had I followed my original path, it might have sounded something like this. Instead of that, I broke up the pattern in a few key spots. Is the next note you want to hear this? That G would put us in G minor, a fourth up from D minor where we started. Modulating that way is a very Bach-like thing to do. Bach did it all the time in his fugues and it helps make the music seem like it's progressing forward. So in keeping with centuries and centuries of tradition, I decided to modulate up a fourth and repeat the same phrase. But now I was in the same position, wanting to modulate up a perfect fourth again to C minor. I thought, well, why don't I just keep modulating? I went through all 12 keys until I got back to D minor at the start of the loop. I was kind of inspired by listening to Grant Kirkhope's Cloud Cuckoo Land, which does some crazy modulating that goes around the circle of fifths and hits almost every key in just four measures. If you're constantly modulating, the listener will never feel totally settled which is perfect for intense battle music, if that's what my piece was going to turn into. I was also kind of inspired by the endless staircase music from Super Mario 64. It seems to keep going up and up, like a barber pole. I blogged about that illusion before. If you're interested, check it out at composerquest.com slash mariostaircase. That illusion works because the melody is actually happening in multiple octaves. The lines are just gradually fading in at the lowest octave, rising up, and fading out at the highest octave. What I did wasn't exactly the same, but I did add in more layers and more octaves of plucking strings, up to five octaves during the climax. Before I play you the whole track, I'll just quickly give you a few other things to listen for. The vibraphone part was me playing basically random notes and just thinking in terms of a gradually ascending contour. In order to make these orchestral samples seem a little more realistic, I've noticed that it helps to double parts. So I doubled flute with violin, oboe with bassoon and strings, timpani with a snare drum. I even gradually bring in bowed strings underneath the pizzicato strings, which doesn't really make sense, but it works to thicken up the texture. 
So these instruments might not sound all that realistic, but I feel like you can get away with it a little more in video games than in a film score, for example. One last thing I wanted to point out, I drew in a gradual tempo change over the whole track, which is one of the major bonuses of working with only MIDI instruments. I recommend trying to add tempo changes if your music is feeling flat. The one drawback is that it's going to be tough to fade between this track and another track in the game, but I'll figure something out. Before I leave you with the full mix, I just wanted to let you know that you can find all these music production lessons at composerquest.com cmpl, or you can search for Charlie's music production lessons in the iTunes store or in the podcast app of your choice. Now here's the track, codenamed Dual Stick C, and keep in mind that it's still in the early stages. I'm going to add a few more layers to fill it out and work on the mix a bit. 